The following is another Classic Hits sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents High School Basketball. Inbounds pass stolen away. Sidney Kroll gets it. Turnover number five. Wood River trying to go coast to coast on Lure. Lays it up and in. Good speed, good handling of the basketball, and we are tied at eight. As the Eagles want to sprint the other way, and on the passing lane, stepping in front, Miranda Smith makes the steal. Same thing. Lure can't block that one. Tonight, the Amherst Broncos host the Gibbon Buffaloes. High School Basketball on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. They'll reverse it over to Bergstrom. Bounce pass, beautiful to Abbott. Layup good on the assist from Grant Bergstrom. Boy, Bergstrom has just been playing lights out here this evening. It's a non-conference doubleheader tonight, and both squads could use a win to bolster their seeds in the upcoming conference tournaments. It's the Buffaloes and the Broncos coming up next. But first, it's the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Amherst with KKPR Sports' Randy Bushcutter. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back here to Amherst, where the Broncos playing host to Gibbon in a girl-boy doubleheader. The visitors from Gibbon won the girls' game 47-37. to The boys' side, well, Amherst right now does come in with the best record at 10-5. and Gibbon at 3-11. and They've been scrappy, and uh, Amherst has played their best basketball here down the stretch, but they do have to do with arguably their best player as injured tonight will be holding Eck out. The 6'2 senior has sprained his ankle. He's been out for the last few games. That hasn't stopped Amherst from still being on that roll, but they will be without the services of Eck out probably up until the conference tournament. In fact, he's still in a uh, walking boot, so we will not see him in action here tonight. That is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And again, it probably could get him back a little bit earlier, but talking to uh, Coach Giffen at halftime of the girls' game, he said, "Really want when you got a good athlete like that, you really want to make sure that they're fully rested, because if you play them a little bit too soon, they tend to get injured. Maybe not the same injury, but a different injury. They get that because they overcompensate because they play so hard and they put so much strain on their body. So." Pretty good decision there in terms of sitting him out. Meanwhile, here for Gibbon, uh, you know, again, the Buffaloes come in only three wins on the season, but that's not to say that they uh, can't get some things done. Uh, they, they have very balanced scoring that they have throughout the course of the year for them. Um, you got Nemac, who averages almost eight points. Holcomb's got about eight points. So they're very consistent. Uh, Chai Onate uh, is their leading scorer on the season. The 6'3 sophomore is uh, averaging you know, about six and a half, almost seven points per ball game. So they, they're getting a, a lot of balance, and they're a, a fairly young basketball team. They, they will have three starters here tonight, but still they're, they're growing, they're developing, and Gibbons still trying to find themselves a little bit at 3-11. and 11. But they have played some pretty good basketball teams, pretty tough, and again, they're expecting, Amherst is expecting to have their hands full tonight with the Buffaloes coming into town. This is 
the New Tech Seed pregame show. Proudly brought to you, as always, by Terry and Jason Stark of New Tech Seed. New Tech is your yield leader. Contact a New Tech Seed dealer near you for all your seed needs. Proud to support our area athletes, coaches, and teams in and out of the game. Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. We're going to step away for a moment. We'll come back with the starters when we return to Amherst right after this. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. And welcome back here to Amherst. Let's give you our starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for David Benj and the Buffaloes from Gibbon. Their starters will be Nathan Holcomb, a uh, 5'8 sophomore who averages 7.6 points and three rebounds per ball game. Colin Nemac is a 5'11 senior who averages 7.8 points and 2.8 rebounds. Colin Dorzinski is a 5'11 senior. And Dorzinski is averaging 3.9 points and 2.8 rebounds. Chase Middlesward is a 6'2 senior, averages 3.4 points and 4.1 rebounds. And Kai Ornate is a 6'3 sophomore who averages 8.8 points and 7.2 rebounds per ball game. Now here for the Amherst Broncos, 10 and 5 on the year. They uh, will go with Kalen Rohde, a 5'11 freshman. And Rody on the year is averaging 5.5 points. Dominic Esperson will also make the start. Esperson is 5'11 and just a sophomore. He's averaging 6.2 points per ball game. Grant Bergstrom, six-foot-tall senior, is averaging 1.7 points a game. Dakota Abbott, 6'4 and a senior. And uh, Abbott is averaging 13.7 points a game. And Noah Fader, 6'4 and a senior. Fader is averaging 8.1 points per ball game. That's your starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll step away for a moment. Back with the tips right after this. Where else can you get so much great food for an affordable price? Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge in sunny downtown Gibbon. For years, they have prided themselves in being more bang for the buck and making homemade food fresh right there. Like their famous prime rib, it's the best prime rib west of Wall Street, and it's right in your backyard. And what about their huge jumbo hand-breaded shrimp, the freshest salad and fruit bars around? Make the drive to sunny downtown Gibbon and be part of great family, food, and tradition. And welcome back here. Opening tip in the air, track down in the corner, and out of bounds is Gibbon. So it will be Amherst basketball. And they're going to inbound it, work it around the perimeter, kick it right back out, and a quick three-pointer up and good for Fader. So Noah Fader strokes in the three, and your uh, post player, 6-4, hits the top of the key on their very first possession. That'll open things up for you a little bit. Ball thrown in the corner. Trapped over there is Nemac, and Nemac has his ball slapped out of bounds. It will stay here. 
with the Buffaloes. So in the corner to inbound will be Nemac, and he'll just work it back around the perimeter, getting it out here for Dorzinski. Ball fake by Holcomb, and it's punted out of bounds. There's there's that old kick play where, you know, if you, you try to put your foot into that bounce pass, well, it was uh, good for the extra point there by Dominic Asperson. He kicked that one pretty good. Holcomb, his pass on the right side, going to be contested by the Broncos and again knocked out of bounds. So nothing's been easy here for the Broncos, for the Buffaloes so far. They'll get the ball left side for Nemac. Nemac throws in the corner right wing here for Dorzinski. Dorzinski gets on the high post for Holcomb. Holcomb, a 13-foot jumper, no good. Onate with the rebound, and Onate off glass. That one will not fall, and it's going to be tipped out. On the run quickly here is going to be Esperson. Esperson goes all the way in. Can't get that shot to uh, fall. We'll get the ball in underneath. They'll put up another shot, and we're going to have a foul on the rebound. So 7-0-4 to go. A 3-0 lead here. And Gibbon weathers the storm there a little bit. They'll bring in the offensive end. Dorzinski gets it. We'll bounce it back out here for Holcomb. Holcomb will throw here right side for Nemock. Nemock gave it away. Gets it back right side. Doesn't want to shoot at the top of Bergstrom. Throws it inside, and that'll be a Gibbon turnover. Broncos on the run. Don't have numbers. Asperson will now slow it down just a little bit. He gave it away, gets it back. Asperson for three. That's going to be no good. And rebound taken now by Nemock. So Nemock has it. Quick low runner down low. That shot won't fall. Another rebound here for the Broncos. They're up court quickly. Bergstrom gave it away. Gets it now left side for Rody. They'll skip Bergstrom. Now get it back to Bergstrom. Kicks left side here for Rody. Rody's going to fire the three. That one's no good, but a tip coming through in underneath. Is going to be Esperson, and Esperson gets the bucket. He didn't stare at it very long. He was heading up court very quickly. He cycled all the way through, got that tip, went underneath the glass, and went right back to work. And he got a little push on that far side. As that one will be on Noah Fader. So Fader picks up, well, his second foul. So he's picked up two quick fouls here. He got the three-pointer. and After that, things unraveled on him a little bit. He's got two fouls. And off the inbounds, they work around on that left side. Three-pointer by Dorzinski is going to be no good. And rebound is uh, taken out by the Broncos. So back around we go. They're going to skip it out right wing for Rody. Rody looks to the inside. And they're looking at Trevor Lockhorn. He came in just a little bit ago. Lockhorn will set basically a seal. And scooting in underneath is going to be Dakota Abbott. And Abbott will get the bucket. So an all Amherst here to start things off. They lead it 7 to nothing, And the bounce will go here for Holcomb. Holcomb, great pass down low, making the catch, and then the bucket is going to be Middlesworth. That was a great bounce pass to set up Middlesworth for the score. That allows Gibbon to put a little pressure on across the timeline without much difficulty. Grant Bergstrom now has it in the offensive end. They threw it up ahead here for Lockhorn to get in the offensive end. Rody now has it. Rody will drive, miss the shot, and Onate will pull down the board. So they'll slow it down just a little bit. Nemock will kick it here left side. Three-pointer by Holcomb, no good. And rebound is going to be pulled out by the hometown. Hometown Amherst Broncos. They pull down the rebound there with Lockhorn. They're looking inside the Lockhorn as they work around here left side. Now they skip it out over for Rody. Rody has the three. No good. Offensive board by Abbott. Abbott's going to drive in, take it off glass, and score. So Abbott 
with a great drive there after he got that long rebound. He now has four in the game. So Nemock has it and passes tip, but Holcomb tracks down. And Holcomb going to dish, give it to Onate on the baseline. Shot's going to be no good. And on the run after pulling down the board is Bergstrom. Bergstrom goes all the way, flips it off glass, no good. And rebound going to be pulled out here by the uh, Buffaloes. And going up length of the court here is going to be Holcomb. Holcomb missed the shot. Rebound by the Broncos. They lead the break. Quick pass down low by Abbott to get it inside for Rody, And Rody will score. Both teams just going right after each other. On the bounce here is Holcomb. Holcomb looks inside. Going to have it shut off and stolen away there by Abbott. So that'll be a turnover. Abbott throws it up ahead. Only one white jersey, and that's Trevor Lockhorn. And Lockhorn will score. And a timeout being taken here by Gibbon. 3.38 3.38 to go here in quarter number one. It's all Broncos. They lead it 13-2. to two. We're back to Amherst right after this. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. And again, this time out brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Gibbon trying to get their sea legs underneath them here. Isaiah Gomez checks in, and he'll inbound the basketball here for Gibbon. They'll throw it up ahead here for Ben Wiley. Wiley gets it to Onate. Onate's jumper is going to be no good and rebounded by Thompson. So Thompson with the board here. We're bringing the offensive end. Thompson now has it back. He'll kick here right wing for Esperson. Dangerous pass, but tracking it down here is going to be Porter Pearson. Pearson throws it down low. Jumper won't fall here for Abbott, and Onate will pull down the board. So on the run, they get it down to that baseline, and driving the baseline is Nathan Holcomb, and Holcomb will elevate over the defense and score. So given with four straight points here, and now they force an Amherst turnover. They've got it near midcourt. they got to slow it down because the Broncos hadn't really got up court very much at all. On the baseline, Wiley, his pass is going to be intercepted. Amherst will force the turnover, and now we got a whistle. I'll slow it down just a little bit, and we'll have the uh, hand check foul called on Nathan Holcomb. That's going to be his first foul. First is the team here on Gibbon. They trail at 13-4 to with 2.46 to go here in quarter number one. Bringing it up here is going to be Porter Pearson. They'll set a screen here for Riley Thompson. Thompson will throw it on the right wing out for Rody. Rody now is going to direct traffic a little bit, and he'll kick here left side for Pearson. Back right wing here for Thompson. Thompson's going to fire the three, and it will not fall here for Riley as it's rebounded in underneath there by Middleswart. So Middleswart pulls down the board, and now Middleswart will kick it here on the right side. Stepping into a three is going to be Wiley. Wiley's three hits the back of the heel no good. Rebound pulled out there by Middleswart. Now the drive by Gomez. Gomez can't get the shot to fall, and the rebound is going to be pulled out of there by Bergstrom. So Grant Bergstrom still on the dribble. Kicks here left side for Lockhorn. Lockhorn gave it away. Now back out to Rohde. Rohde will hit a three. Kalen Rohde had a couple of uh, his teammates in front of him, which kept the defense off of him, and he was able to get that pass and drain the three-pointer. 
Kick on the right side. Three-pointer in transition here for Gibbon. That's going to be off the mark. Won't fall for Wiley, and we've got a foul called on the rebound. Snagging the board, and they're going to say he was trying to tip it, is Isaiah Gomez. So Gomez is going to go to the line after the foul here on Riley Thompson, his first. Well, it's hard to say because Gomez, from our vantage point, was just enveloped by so many white jerseys. It was hard to see whether or not he was actually shooting or just going up for the rebound. But as it is, Gomez at the line shooting two. He missed the first one. And the score remains here, 16-4. Second free throw is up and good. So lead is 11 here for Amherst, and they've got the basketball with a minute 38 to go. And so they'll bring it up ahead here. Riley Thompson works around the perimeter, giving it to Bergstrom. Right side, Rody has it. Looking at a 1-3-1 zone. Great drive, and it rimmed out. Great drive there by Abbott. He could not get it to fall. And uh, in transition, Nathan Oakham goes the distance. They don't shut him off, and he'll kiss it off the glass. Cut the lead down to nine. Ball is loose, but Amherst comes up with it, and then there's going to be a foul. Dribbling out with it was Bradley Thompson, and then Thompson is going to be fouled. They're going to call a block. They could have called a reach. They could have called quite a few things there. Nathan Holcomb is the one that's going to be pinned with the foul. I think there was a couple other guys from Gibbon you could have given that foul to as well. They give it off for Rohde. Rohde throws it to the inside. Back out here for Asperson, and Asperson will drain the three. Good in-out action there as Dominic Esperson strokes in the three-pointer. And another given turnover. Amherst is going to run the floor. They get it out to Bergstrom. Here's a trail three by Rohde. Off the heel, no good. They're trying to tip, and we're going to have a foul. Well, trying the tip there was uh, Rohde. And apparently it was before the tip. And they're going to try a tip on the inbounds. It won't fall here for Dakota Abbott, and we've got a foul on the rebound. The foul here is going to be on Chase Middlesworth. That will be his first. Now four as a team here on Gibbon. They trail at 19-7 with 43.2 to go here in Amherst, and the Broncos are inbounding. And again, they'll try that tip play coming in underneath, and getting the tip is going to be Dakota Abbott. So Abbott will score, and it is a 14-point Amherst lead. Rolling it out here is Gomez. Gomez helps kick the ball back out for Nemock. Nemock's shot's going to be no good. Up high for the rebound is going to be Dakota Abbott. Abbott pulled down the board, and they're on the run up ahead. And in transition, they'll get the ball up ahead to Riley Thompson, and Thompson will get the bucket. Again, very quickly is Amherst putting pressure on the ball. They're attacking on both ends of the court. They slap it away in that corner over there, and the basketball is going to belong to Gibbon. In the corner, Dorzinski is going to inbound it. He'll get it off to Ben Wiley. Wiley will try a long three, no good, and they're fighting for the rebound. It goes out of bounds in the hands of uh, Esperson. And so with .4 to go, Gibbon has time for a tip, and that's about it. They're inbounding on their own baseline here. Nemock will get it, and it's now it's tipped, and Gomez really couldn't get his hands on it before the clock expired, and so eight minutes of basketball has elapsed, and Amherst has a 23-7 to lead over Gibbon. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back 
with the second quarter right after this. Ryan Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel seed dealer the clipper is happy to sponsor our local teams on the radio you can also read about this event and all other accomplishments on our gibbon wood river shelton and centura students in the clipper we are proud of our schools and help celebrate success in the pages of the clipper every week subscribe to the clipper today visit clipperpubco.com for more information like follow and share us on facebook We give away free picture downloads from our weekly picture gallery. Our towns, our people. The Clipper. And welcome back here. We're on the road here in the Kearney Towing and Repair broadcast booth up here in Amherst, where right now the Broncos looking pretty good. They are ahead here to start the second quarter, 23-7, to and they have the basketball. Get the ball right side here for Rody. Rody will be picked up defensively by Gomez. They enter it inside. We'll kick it back out to Rody, and Rody will hit a three. That's pretty simple basketball there, as Kalen Rody now has eight points in the ball game. Isaiah Gomez gave it away. Still working to get it across the timeline. We'll throw it up ahead here for Ben Wiley. Wiley enters it inside for Onate. Back out to Gomez. Gomez, nice look at a three, but it won't fall. And the rebound is pulled out of there by Bergstrom. Bergstrom will throw up ahead here for Rody. Rody going to penetrate a little bit. Flip back out for Esperson in the lane here for Abbott. Abbott kicks it out. Penetration by uh, Riley Thompson. That shot won't fall, and it's going to be rebounded by Onate. Kai Onate with the rebound. Gomez loses the basketball in the middle of a triple team. Pass is going to go up ahead here for Rody, and Rody will get the bucket. Esperson came up with the ball. It was knocked loose by Bergstrom, and then uh, Rody ends up one with the basket. So three different Broncos cash in on those two points. Here's Gomez. He'll kick here left side for Nemock. Nemock is going to fire the three. That will be uh, off the back of the heel, no good. Offensive rebound and a great flip to score here by Dorzinski. That's a good athletic play by Colin Dorzinski as he makes the putback. And then the... Pass on the inside, and the bucket's going to be good here for Dakota Abbott. So Abbott scoring here as they dump it down low. Now they work it down low on the other end. Onate can't score, and coming up with it is going to be Esperson. So Esperson will lead the break. He'll give it to Rody. Rody in the lane. Ball fake. Pivoting. Abbott shot no good. Gets his own rebound, and he'll go with the reverse layup to score. So Dakota Abbott with... Uh, Style points with that reverse layup in traffic after he got his own rebound. So driving here is going to be Gomez. Gomez, great pass inside for Onate, and Onate with the bucket. Kai Onate gets that pass from Gomez. And Amherst had numbers but didn't realize that Rody's going to drive in the middle of that lane, and he's going to score. And a timeout being taken here by Coach Giffen. 5.39 to go here in the second quarter, and the game right now controlled by Amherst. They lead it 34-11. to We'll be back to Amherst after this timeout, brought to you by ENT Positions at Kearney. 
When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. And welcome back here. We remind you that uh, all of our games that we broadcast here on Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance and Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Again, you can listen online worldwide. We have our own apps. Just go to the Google Play Store or the App Store. And, of course, you can always find all of our games at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Over on the ESPN Superstation on KXPN Radio, high school wrestling tonight, a duel between number six, Columbus, at number two, Carney High. And, again, that uh, is going on right now over on AM 1460. Gibbon right now needs to find some way to right the ship here a little bit. Ben Wiley checked in, and he'll give it to Gomez. Gomez brings in the offensive end. The kick here right side, get a good look. Dorzinski can hit the three, however. Offensive board on the inside by Dorzinski. Back to Dorzinski. He'll kick back out for Nemock. Nemock will shoot the three. That's no good. And the rebound here by the Broncos. It's Pearson who pulls down the board here for the Broncos after a couple of pretty good looks. And then they'll get the ball right back out. After pressuring it, Pearson has it. He's looking at some pressure there by Wiley. The ball on the inside is not loose, but Lockhorn tracks it down. And they'll kick the ball back out, and the three-pointer is up and good here by Pearson. So Pearson will stroke in the uh, three. <coughs> and then they drive on the other end by Gibbon. Sorry, I got a little frog in my throat. The drive by Dorzinski is going to be off the mark and rebounded. And then they're going to kick here right side again. And another hit here by Pearson. So Pearson with the hot hand. He's hit uh, two straight three-pointers. And now top of the circle, that's Dorzinski. He'll kick the ball here left side for Nemock. Nemock on the bounce. We'll give it to Wiley. And great pass inside by Gomez to set up Onate. Onate can't get the shot to fall. And it is going to be uh, rebounded in underneath there by Fader. So Fader with the defensive board after the miss. And then they'll give it to Fader from 15 feet away, and he'll score. They penetrate it on the baseline and then give it to Fader, who is right there at the corner of the free-throw line, and he strokes it in. Dangerous pass. That's going to turn into a given turnover. Amherst is on the run. They find Pearson. Pearson with a little flip in traffic. That's going to be no good. Rebound is tipped out. Jackson has it. Colin Jackson missed the shot, but the offensive board on the inside will fall here for Lockhorn. So Lockhorn with the bucket after a couple of uh, rebounds in there. And they'll pressure Gomez. He's in some serious trouble here, but he's able to roll it ahead for Dorzinski. Dorzinski penetrates, and they give it to 0-8, and 0-8 will bank it in there from the baseline. Good work there by 0-8. So Kai 0-8 now has four to go with Holcomb's four, and now number 44 will try the quick jumper on that left side, but it's going to be uh, no good there by Jared Ivey. And then driving in underneath for Gibbon is going to be Ben Wiley. Wiley loses the ball, but it was off one of the Broncos, so it will stay here with Gibbon. And Gibbon will bring in Nathan Holcomb off the bench here. He'll check back in. Sam Kuchera will set a little screen here. Now he gets the inbounds, and he'll put up the shot in the lane. It bat- rolls around, and it's good. Good work there by Kuchera as they set him up on the inbounds play. 
set the screen and was rewarded by getting the basketball. They set it uh, here for Jared Ivey for Amherst. He'll give here left side for Pearson. Pearson throws in the corner there for Noah Fader, and Fader is going to end up uh, missing the target. It's going to go in the backcourt. It'll go out of bounds. That'll be a given turnover. 29-point lead here for Amherst, 44-15 to 15 with 2.51 to go. And Esperson checking back in here with Rody. And so a lot of the starters back in here for Amherst after they gave some of those second-line players plenty of minutes just moments ago. Ball was knocked out of bounds on the inbound, so Gibbon will inbound it again as uh, Chappick will help inbound it. And they'll work it on this right side in and out for Dorzinski. It won't fall with that three-pointer. And then we've got a foul on the rebound. And that one is uh, going to be called against Noah Fader. That's going to be his third. Given on the baseline inbounds. Tossing in here is going to be Holcomb. Holcomb gets it to the high post to Kuchera. Kuchera has it stolen away. It's thrown up ahead here for Esperson. Esperson in traffic can't hit the layup. And they'll flip it back around as Bergstrom is the one to pull down the board here. And now they'll go right side, a little elevation. The shot's going to be short here for Esperson, and rebound is going to be taken out by Gomez. So Gomez pulls down another board, gives it up ahead, driving through here is going to be Holcomb. Holcomb can't get the shot, but Kuchera with the rebound, and Kuchera with a little bunny hook in there. He'll elevate and get that in, cuts the lead down to 27. 26, actually. And then it's going to be an Amherst turnover. Coming up with it is Gomez. Gomez is going to be slowed down by Esperson at midcourt. Gets it out here to Dorzinski. Back now to get it left side. Here's the three-pointer for Dorzinski. That's no good. Rebound going to be taken out by Holcomb. Holcomb, though, has his pocket pick nearly. It goes in the backcourt and quick enough to track it down is going to be Chappick. Chappick throws it in the corner here for Holcomb. His three-pointer is no good. Offensive board by Kuchera. Kuchera goes back up again. He walked with it. Yeah, he went up. He went up without the... uh, without being blocked. And then he's going to be called for the turnover. He's been working and giving a lot of energy in there underneath. He's got some offense boards as Kuchera. And with a minute 35 to go. Amherst will help bring the ball up ahead here. And with it is Rody. Rody uses his dribble, lobs it now in the lane here for Dakota Abbott, kicks it back top of the circle. Now left side for Rody. Rody again inside for Abbott, and Abbott will try the shot as he was posting up. Had a little mismatch there, and he's going to be fouled. The mismatch comes because he was uh, being defensed there by Isaiah Gomez, and Gomez at uh, 5'9, having trouble staying with Dakota Abbott, who is 6'4. Free throw is up and good. So it's now 44 to 17. Abbott's second free throw is up. That one's going to be short. And the rebound is uh, pulled down by Gibbon. Snagging the board there is going to be Chappick. So they work around the perimeter. Chappick now has it top of the circle. They'll get it at the free throw line here for Kuchera. And they'll cycle back around. Holcomb has it now. Holcomb will bounce it out for Nemock. 
Nemock looking for Gomez. Gomez has it on the right side, looking at this zone. 50 seconds to go. Left wing, they'll get it out for Chappick, and Chappick will hit along too. So Chase Chappick will hit the shot. That's his first two points of the game. And on the bounce here is going to be Grant Bergstrom. Bergstrom with 38 to go. Gives it on the right wing for Riley Thompson. Thompson's going to drive as a shot block, but they're going to call a foul. I'm sure that's going to go on Kuchera. And that is going to be the first on Sam Kuchera. And so to the line, shoot two will be Riley Thompson. It's 45-19. With 33 seconds to go here before halftime, and the free throw is up and good. Coming up, we'll talk with uh, Jim Martinson, head basketball coach of the victorious Lady Buffaloes from Gibbon. And the second free throw is up and good. So Thompson now with uh, three points in the game. And slowly across the timeline is going to be Gomez. Gomez with 23 to go. Well, dribble to that right wing. Try to lob it down low. Gets it inside for Kuchera. Kuchera, good ball fake. Got the defender in the air. And he's going to head to the line. Couldn't get the shot to fall as it rattled around. But a good ball fake. After that lob pass there by Gomez, well, it's pretty solid basketball. The foul is going to be called on is uh, going to be called on Thompson, and the free throw here by Kuchera is no good. Checking back in here for Amherst is going to be Noah Fader. Fader's had some foul trouble. And Kuchera goes back to the line. Free throw, again, no good. And the rebound is uh, pulled out of there by Abbott. 11 seconds left. Slowing it down here is going to be Amherst. And they'll get it to Abbott. Abbott's going to drive, take it off glass, and score. They got it at the high post. He drove through there. Two seconds left. Gomez from half court. Can't get the shot off. Won't count even if it goes, and it's well short. And so we'll head to the locker rooms. Amherst with a 48-19 to uh, 19 lead here over Gibbon. Take a quick break. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report coming up right after this. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Where else can you get so much great food for an affordable price? Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge in sunny downtown Gibbon. For years, they have prided themselves in being more bang for the buck and making homemade food fresh right there. Like their famous prime rib, it's the best prime rib west of Wall Street, and it's right in your backyard. And what about the huge jumbo hand-breaded shrimp, the freshest salad and fruit bars around? Make the drive to sunny downtown Gibbon and be part of great family, food, and tradition. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. 
connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. And welcome back here to Amherst. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. We are at halftime here in Amherst where the Broncos are leading Gibbon 48-19 to here in the boys' game. But earlier tonight, it was a 47-37 win here for Gibbon. And kind enough to join us to talk about it is uh, Jim Martinson, head basketball coach here for the Lady Buffaloes. And, boy, you, uh, you you guys in that second half especially kind of put on the gas. You guys really looked good offensively in that second half. We, we've been kind of like that throughout the, the year, you know, since I got back at Christmas time with the team. And we, we kind of juiced it up with our trapping defenses and got some things going a little bit. And I thought Amherst got maybe a little tired there, and, and we kind of got our break going up the floor on them. Yeah, and not only did you you did force turnovers, but really it was the kind of turnovers you got. You got the kind of turnovers where the ball was still alive and you ended up getting layups, and a lot of those went to Ellie Snell. Yeah, Ellie's, Ellie's been a player. She's been on and off for us all year long. But, and the one thing about this group of girls coaching them, every night we go on the floor, I really have no idea who's going to walk off as our leading scorer. You know, different nights they, they've done it, and that's one thing that's, that's good for us. Yeah, and uh, Ellie finished with 24. Miranda Smith finished with 10. You know, and, and again, it was just, it was really unselfish. In fact, uh, Snell, I was kind of surprised. It wasn't until about midway through the fourth quarter. I go, wow, she's having a pretty good game, you know, because the game just kind of found her. And that's one thing about this group of girls. They are very unselfish. There's sometimes I've got to tell them, they pass up some shots I'd like to see them take, you know, and they're trying to, to get a two-foot closer maybe to a teammate and stuff like that. So they're, they're very unselfish. And that's a good thing about it. We're, we're pretty senior loaded this year, and that was one thing that kind of hurt, hurt me not being able to be with them at the start of the season. And then when I got back at Christmas time already with them, there's a, a lot of things, and I really thank the two assistant coaches that as much as they could do, but there was only so many things that they could do too not because they were both new to the program. And so – you know, at Christmas time, I'm starting to put in some things that we'd like to have in at the start of the season. So things are coming around for them. We're finally getting some of our trapping defense stuff going a little better for us. Well, it, it's certainly working. And you talked about giving up shots for another shot. I had you guys shooting uh, about 36%, which which isn't bad uh, in the ball game. Uh, it, but they, they caused you some problems early on, especially in that first half. And I think they rushed you a little bit. Yeah, we came out that first quarter there, especially, you know, and, and they, they were in the defense we expected them to be in and just wasn't getting things to drop for them. And, and we kind of had that trouble. And, and the girls, they, they did a good job tonight, I thought. There was times, you know, we'd pull up and get up maybe eight, nine, ten points, and then we might miss two or three layups, and they'd go down and hit a three and, and get back into it. But I thought our girls answered the call very well tonight, hit some clutch free throws and hit some big shots at the end to keep control of the game. Yeah, and again, you guys didn't do anything that fourth quarter that uh, allowed Amherst to come back into it because, you know, they were really trying to amp up their pressure defense as well, and you guys handled it pretty well. Well, and, and the thing about it is, too, you know, we were we were trapping on, on the perimeter, so they really weren't getting a lot of a decent three-point shot looks. But they got, they got a nice... Uh, offensive setup because they got a decent player on the inside there that kind of give us some trouble tonight we were missing one of our starters tonight two in the lineup that would have helped us a little more also inside so i was kind of glad you know how hard our girls fought them on the board parker canton and brie bailey and and uh, the crow girl they worked real hard to 
uh, rebound with talking. But we, we do that quite often. We give away some height. Like tomorrow night we're going into Centura, and they're really going to have the height advantage on us. And, and you know that from your affiliation with yeah. the Fort Car- or with the Lou Platt Conference. It's a, it, especially on the girls' side, it's, it's brutal every night when you go on the court. It is. And I, I, I talked with Jim Martinson, head basketball coach here for Gibbon, and I just kind of want to talk to you about, you know, coming up here pretty shortly is, is the conference tournament. Where do you kind of see – how do you kind of uh, handicap the, the, the conference tournament? Well, we're setting right now, if we were to start at uh, Monday night, we'd play Urbana again. And I think they'd be like uh, about the third seed, I think, is where they'd fall. So that puts us, you know, doing the math figure there. Yeah. But but that was one of our goals this year, too, coming in. That we wanted to get out of the bunny bracket. So we're trying to stay out of that bunny bracket game and let somebody else play in to go play Ord again. But it's, uh, you know – We'd like to take a shot at some of them again, but it's just it's just one of those things. we got to rebound as a team, too, because of the height factor that we give away in a lot of nights. Yeah, well, I, I had you guys tying with the with 27 rebounds apiece, so that that's kind of a victory for you, really, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and every night they amaze me there on the front line how hard our, our girls really work to do that stuff. And, and, again, that's a little bit with our trapping defense. You're trying to get some stuff on the perimeters. So that they can't just come down and work it right in and post us up hard. So, yeah. Jim, it's great to see you on sideline again. Thank you very much. All right, Appreciate thanks, it. Jim. Jim Martinson, head basketball coach for the Gibbon girls. They won it comfortably tonight, 47-37 here in Amherst. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give you the halftime numbers of the boys' game, where the Broncos are uh, leading Gibbon, 48 to 19. And we'll return with more of the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report right after this. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. All right, real quick, let's give you our halftime numbers. We'll give you the point totals here for Gibbon. They trail it 48-19 to 19 here at halftime. They're being led by uh, three players with four points each. Nathan Holcomb, Samuel Kuchera off the bench, and Kai Ornate each have four. Chase Chapik has two points, and Colin Jasinski and Chase Millsford also with two points here in the first half. For Amherst, uh, pretty balanced scoring for them as well, but they do have a couple players in double figures. Dakota Abbott has 13. Kalen Rohde has 12. Porter Pearson off the bench has 6. Dominic Asperson with 5. Noah Fader with 5. Trevor Lockhorn with 4. And Riley Thompson with 3. Amherst led at the end of the first quarter, 23-8, and they lead here at halftime, 48-19 to over Gibbon. And we'll return with the third quarter right after this timeout. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. 
Brian Trampy is a very proud supporter of all area sports. Ever wonder what sets Channel Seed products apart from other seed? It's a direct connection to Monsanto, a company consistently recognized as a leader in seed and trait technology. Tested globally, locally, and then combined with the latest traits and treatments to ensure performance potential on your acres. Thanks to the farmers, Channel Seed is now the third largest seed corn brand and fourth largest soybean seed brand in the country. Best of luck to all the athletes today from Ryan Trampy, your Channel Seed dealer. Well, if you're Gibbon, you don't worry about the score and the fact that you're down 48 to 19 here in the second half. You're just building for the future. And again, even distribution of the basketball here for Amherst. You're still growing and developing yourselves. We would call those our seeds to success. Brought to you by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed Dealer. Welcome growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre. Well, that's easy. Pioneer.com and MobilePioneer.com on their smartphone. The great seeds of success for a better yield start with Pioneer. It will be given basketball, and immediately they attack as they bring it up ahead here. Snell will give it out. Three-pointer is going to be a little bit too strong, and the rebound is going to be uh, taken out by Rody. So Rody helps bring it in the offensive end, and Asperson has it now. Rody will move to that left side. Staying right with him there is uh, going to be Snell. And as they work the ball down low, backing in, a little reverse layup, going to be no good. And then coming up with the board and the bucket there is going to be Dakota Abbott. Abbott missed the first one, but wasn't going to miss the second. As Nemock was staying right there with him. Holcomb brings in the offensive end. He'll hand off here to Nemock. Nemock gets a screen from Onate. Onate, after that screen, gets the ball, and he'll, with that little pick and roll, get the bucket. Solid basketball there. As Onate now has six in the game. Esperson on that left side. Going to be picked up there by Nemock. So they'll work back around here for Bergstrom. Right side, Rody has it. Rody being pressured by Dorzinski. So he'll penetrate a little bit, kick around the perimeter. Back out here for Asperson. Top of the circle, Rody has it. And Rody will, again, face man-to-man pressure. Dribble down the baseline. Throw it in the low block here for Fader. And Fader with a reverse layup. Noah Fader with those long arms. With that reverse layup, basically, after he jumped, he was able to hit the glass with his hand and kiss it up there. Onate will throw it down low here for Dorzinski. Dorzinski's going to kick out, and the three-pointer is good by Holcomb. Good ball movement there for the Gibbon, yeah, but they still trail here 52-24. to 24. Bob pass in the lane here for Fader, and Fader will drive in hard. Onate will pull down the miss after a good look there by Fader. And they'll bring in the offensive end. Nemock, top of the circle for Holcomb. Holcomb's going to drive, dish, loose ball, picked up by Onate. And then there's nobody down low. Onate finds Holcomb, and Holcomb all by his lonesome. We'll get the bucket. Good look there by Onate. Give him an assist. Pass up ahead here for Dakota Habit in transition. Here's Esperson. His jumper's no good. And Onate will pull down the board, but then turn it over on the baseline. The jumper by Rody is going to be too strong. And pulling down the board here is going to be Holcomb. Holcomb will bring it up, and it'll be a a given turnover. Long pass up ahead, and wide open is Fader, who will slow down and just lay it up and in. Thought maybe we'd see the big man try the dunk at 6-4, but didn't quite have his foot, right? So on the drive here is going to be Holcomb. Holcomb drives. That one was deflected, and it goes out of bounds. Dakota Abbott got the block. 
But then the last to touch it before it went out of bounds was Nathan Holcomb trying to get the ball back here for the Buffaloes. So they'll try to get the ball back through the press here as Amherst inbounds. Bergstrom is picked up defensively by Holcomb, and they'll get it out here for Esperson. Esperson penetrates, kicks it back out for Fader. Fader for three, no good. And the uh, rebound pulled down by the Broncos. Snagging the board there was Middlesport. On the bounce now is Holcomb. Holcomb elevates from the free throw line, and he'll score. Nice job there by Nathan Holcomb. Just not waiting for the defense to find him. He just found an open space and pulled the trigger on the jumper. Four and a half to go here in the third quarter. Basketball game controlled here by Amherst. They started it with a 13-0 run, and it hasn't really been a whole lot closer than that since. Here's Fader on that left side working against Onate, backing in. He'll kick the ball out here for Bergstrom. He'll give top of the circle for Rody. Rody back out for Esperson. Then back out for Fader. Fader's three is no good. Gets his own rebound. He'll drive in. Shot no good. Another offensive board. That one will fall here for Dakota Abbott. So Abbott makes the putback. And it is a 28-point lead here for Amherst. Kick right side. They give it to Holcomb, and Holcomb will hit the three. He's warming up. Nathan Holcomb has 14 in the game. Esperson dribbles on that left side. He'll toss it back out for Rody in the lane here for Abbott. Abbott working around Onate. Can't find a seam, so he'll kick it out for Rody. Rody penetrates, kicks it back out for Abbott. A lot of contact there. Ball is uh, missed, and over the back on the rebound is going to be Noah Fader. And for Fader, that is going to be foul number four. With 3.39 to go. A line change here for Amherst. Checking in, Lockhorn, uh, Riley Thompson, Colin Jackson into the ball game, uh, Jared Ivey, uh, missing somebody. And that somebody, no, that's Jackson. I recalled his name. Also out there is Porter Pearson. That's who it is. Checking in here is Ben Wiley for Gibbon, and he's got it top of the circle. They'll give a left side here for Middlesport. Middlesport finds an open area, and he'll score. So Chase Middlesport elevates. And he'll hit the jumper. So Pearson now on the bounce. We'll throw up ahead here for Jared Ivey. He'll set a little screen after giving it off. And now pulling the trigger is going to be Pearson. Pearson's shot's going to be no good. Rebounded by Middle Sword. And we're going to have a reaching foul here on Amherst. That'll be on Colin Jackson. That will be his first. 3.05 to go here in the third quarter. And on the bounce on that right wing, here is going to be Holcomb. Holcomb loses the basketball, and it's going to be uh, saved by Jared Ivey. It was loose, and Ivey just threw it off of one of the uh, one of the Buffaloes there. Yeah, that was <laughs> Sam Kuchera going, oh, that kind of hurt when he hit me in the stomach like that. Kuchera was actually on the sideline at the time. So that's how Gibbon turns the basketball over. A painful way, and it wasn't Kuchera's fault, and he took the brunt of it. They'll kick the ball around the perimeter. Ivy's got it. Right side, good. Ball fake here by Thompson. He'll drive. Shot off glass, no good. Fighting for the rebound. He gets it. Working against Kuchera, he'll fade away and hit the shot. Riley Thompson with a very difficult shot over the top of Kuchera. And now in transition, elevating, dribbling the lane, and scoring here is going to be Wiley. So Wiley gets the bucket. For Gibbon. 
That one was a pretty shot as well. Thompson almost has the pass thrown away by Kuchera, but driving in underneath there is going to be Colin Jackson, and they're going to say Jackson slid to a stop, so that'll be a turnover. And again, a badly sprained ankle here for Holden Eckhout, who averages 22 points per ball game. He's in a walking boot, and they're hoping to have him back ready to play in time for the conference tournament. And that is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting you back to Game of Life, two locations in Kearney. On the bounce here is going to be Holcomb. He'll give it left side here for Isaiah Gomez, who checked in just a minute ago. Great pressure put on, and Esperson will force the turnover. And then the ball is going to be knocked loose here by Gomez, so it will still be a given turnover. Ball stays here with Broncos after it was taken away there by Esperson. Esperson will give it right side here for Bergstrom. Bergstrom throws it right wing here for Abbott, and then back out for Esperson, and Esperson will hit the three. So Dominic Esperson strokes in the three-pointer. He's got eight in the game. And we're going to have a little hold called on that far side. Remind you, our broadcast booth is brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing's on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. Pressure being put on Gomez. Gomez is able to get it up ahead here for Holcomb. Holcomb works it back around the perimeter, kicks it out, and Gomez will stroke in the three. The kick out here for Isaiah Gomez, and he'll hit the bucket. He's got four in the game. Now a transition three here by Bergstrom. That's going to be no good, and it's going to go off of Amherst and out of bounds. Doesn't take long for either one of these two teams to pull the trigger. They both like to play up-tempo. And the Broncos obviously having a little bit better of it here, leading it 61-38. to 38. Driving left side, Holcomb. Nice dish inside. Shot won't fall here for Middleswart. Middleswart gets the rebound. He'll get a bucket and foul. Well, Chase Millswart brought his lunch pail there. He got the putback in traffic and was fouled by Kalen Rohde. That's going to be the first foul here on Rohde. And so Millswart will go to the free throw line with the and one. And it's uh, off the back of the iron, no good. But an offensive board here for Wiley. And then they kick it out. The three-pointer won't fall for Gibbon. Give Wiley credit. That was a pretty... uh, Pretty good rebound there in traffic. And now they'll find a cutter, give it to Dakota Abbott on the other end, and Abbott will get the bucket. So Wiley being pressured will give it out for Holcomb. Holcomb's going to drive all the way in and lean it over the front of that rim and in. Good work there by Holcomb. So now 28 to go here before the end of the third quarter. Penetration by Thompson. He'll kick back out for Rohde. Rohde back out to Thompson. Thompson for three, a little bit too strong. And rebounded by Gomez. Gomez with the board off the miss. He'll get it up ahead here for Wiley. Wiley loses the ball. Gomez dies on it. So does Esperson. And it's going to be a hell ball with 8.7 to go. And the possession arrow is pointing to Amherst. Eight point seven here for Amherst. Possession arrow pointing their direction. Don't have a whole lot of time to do anything with it. And as quick as they set their offense up, we'll see if Grant Bergstrom can set up here. He's got both Rohde and Esperson ready to catch the pass. And, of course, then they throw it to Riley Thompson. Thompson's going to drive. Flip back out here for Rohde. Rohde finds open space, long two, and it is no good. It is pinned 
between the glass and the iron. And with 1.8 to go, it's going to belong here to Gibbon. That's a little bit of a break here for Amherst, even though they couldn't get three points out of the deal. Gibbon doesn't have much time to go length of the court. They'll throw it to midcourt to Wiley, who will catch and shoot, and that's going to be well short. Wasn't able to put much mustard on that one from 70 feet away. So we only have one quarter of basketball left here in Amherst, and the Broncos have a 63-42 to lead over Gibbon. Broncos have the ball to start the fourth quarter. We come back after this. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trade packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. The Clipper is happy to sponsor our local teams on the radio. You can also read about this event and all other accomplishments on our Gibbon, Wood River, Shelton, and Centura students in the Clipper. We are proud of our schools and help celebrate success in the pages of the Clipper every week. Subscribe to the Clipper today. Visit clipperpubco.com for more information. Like, follow, and share us on Facebook. We give away free picture downloads from our weekly picture gallery. Our towns, our people. The Clipper. And welcome back here to the, uh, I was going to call it the the stable here, the Broncos stable at Amherst. Broncos have the basketball to start the fourth quarter here. They lead it 63-42. to They put it on the high post in the hands of Noah Fader. Fader lost the ball momentarily, but tracking it down there is Bergstrom, so they'll Get it to the elbow now for Rody. Rody kicks out left side, and the long jumper by Fant is up and good. He's inside the three-point arc, so I'll be worth two. He now has 11 points in the game. Nemock has it left side, kicks in the corner for Millswart. Millswart's three won't go, and rebounded by Fader. So Fader will bring it up himself and bring it to Rody. Rody in the lane, little ball fake, will step it, kick it back out here for Bergstrom. And now Bergson will set a screen as dribbling is the Epherson. He'll give it for Rody. Man-to-man right now is uh, Gibbon. They enter it inside here for Noah Fader. Fader is going to drive the lane, and there's going to be a foul on the rebound. And they're going to call the foul on the shot here by Millsward, and that will be his second foul. And so at the free throw line is Fader. And that one hits the back of the heel and no good. Main 65-42, 23-point lead here for Gibbon, for uh, Amherst over Gibbon. Game started on a 13-0 run for Amherst, and it's uh, not really been any closer than that since. On the baseline, throwing it through there is going to be Kuchera. He'll kick it back out for Nemock, and Nemock hits the three. Good stroke there for Colin Nemock. As his first points of the ball game. On the bounce here is Dakota Abbott. And around the perimeter we go. Rody has it. Inside. Kick back out here for Esperson. Esperson will elevate, take it off glass. Shot no good. And 0-8 will pull down the defensive board. Up ahead. Slipping through there is Holcomb. And Holcomb will score in transition. Never really shut off Nathan Holcomb. And he made him pay. Long pass up for Fader. Fader looking to get it over 0-8. Does, but it hits the glass. And then... Uh, Coming up with it is Esperson. Esperson's shot's going to be no good. 
Millswar will pull down the defensive board. And then in transition again, weaving through there is Holcomb. So Holcomb on the attack. Now cut that lead down to 17. It is 66-49. Still six minutes to go in the basketball game. On the bounce here is Rody. He gives right side for Bergstrom. Bergstrom enters it down low. Leaning in there is Abbott. He'll bounce it out for Fader. Fader for a long jumper out there. No good. Fader gets the tip rebound. He'll try a reverse layup. That's no good. And finally, Dakota Abbott will make the putback. So directing traffic here is going to be Holcomb. He'll give left side for Nemock. Back to Holcomb, top of the circle. Holcomb on the dribble. We'll flip it off right side for Millswart. Who gives it back to Nemock. Back to Millswart. Millswart uses up his dribble. Pass is going to be deflected. That's going to be a given turnover. And they'll pass it up ahead. On the run here is Rody. Rody ball fake. But on that both. Swap turnovers on either end of the court. And we've got that line change again here for Amherst. So 5.15 to go here, fourth quarter. Five fresh bodies out there here for Amherst. They got Lockhorn out there, Ivy's out there. Uh, into the game, Grant Bergstrom, who was out momentarily. And Colin Jackson. With the ball here is Nemock. Nemock gave it away, gets it back. Three-point opportunity. Oh, it looked good, but it wouldn't fall. Rebound, tipped out to Dorzinski. Dorzinski's going to drive, and now he's going to be fouled. So Dorzinski with the offensive rebound, and he'll be rewarded with a trip to the free throw line. And on the season, Dorzinski is a 48% free throw shooter. That one's in and out, no good. The foul was on Trevor Lockhorn, just his first. And the second free throw here for Dorzinski is good. So he makes one out of two. He's right at his, his average. That now makes it 68-50. to 4.55 to go. And across the timeline, dangerous pass, especially as quick as Isaiah Gomez is. Amherst has turned it over. Gomez will kick it right side. Holcomb for three. No good. Rebound tip. Slapped onto the ground. Fighting for it. Here is going to be Trevor Lockhorn. It's going to be tipped up ahead here for Colin Jackson. And Jackson will get the layup. So Jackson will get the bucket. And they'll try to throw the ball down low. We've got a whistle. and I think that was uh, tipped away here by Amherst. Yes, it was. So 70 to 50-yard score with four and a half to go. Down by 20. Ball is in the hands of Gibbon. Driving here is Gomez. Gomez will kick for Holcomb. Back out here for Nemock. Nemock stops. Gets it at the free throw line. Now gets it right side here for Isaiah Gomez. Pass through the lane is off the mark, and that will be a turnover here on Gibbon as tracking it down is uh, Jackson. And uh, now on the bounce here is going to be Bergstrom. Bergstrom gives left side here for Lockhorn. Lockhorn being double teamed, by especially by Onate there, and he'll give it to Jackson. Back around the perimeter we go as Thompson now has it. Inside of four to play. Left wing Jackson. Jackson on the dribble, backing in against the pressure there of Holcomb. Kicks it back out, and then a little penetration. We'll give it right back out to Jackson. And then nearly thrown away, but Esperson quick enough to track it down. He was starting to cut, and then cut back to the basketball just in time. And they'll kick the ball here left side for Jackson. Jackson will fire the three and hit the three. I didn't realize that Colin Jackson had that much space to pull up that jumper. 
And now Dorzinski in transition. He'll run the floor. He'll try to lay up. That's going to be no good. And Lockhorn will pull down the board. So here in transition three, and it's going to be up and good for Lockhorn. So you get the rebound, and then you get the bucket on the other end. So run the floor there was Lockhorn. Kicking to the corner for Dorzinski. He'll shoot the three. That one will be a little bit too strong. And trying to get the rebound is going to be Kai Ornate. No, Nate can't reel it in. It's going to be off of his hands and out of bounds. And now five new players coming in here for the Broncos. Tanner Thompson in the game for the first time. Josh Eloy checking into the game. Pearson checking back out there. Also in the game, uh, Daniel Rischel. Well, I got the indication wrong. It is going to be given basketball here. And they'll get it to Gomez. Gomez will throw it here right side for Nemock. Nemock to Holcomb. Holcomb's going to drive. Has his shot blocked. Holcomb trying to get it back. So is uh, Gomez. They keep the ball alive enough that it is going to be rebounded here by Mason Ties. So Ties with the board. And they'll work back around the perimeter. Entry pass going to be knocked out of bounds. But it was touched last by the Broncos. I think it was uh, Josh Iloe who was the last to touch it there. So Nemock to inbound in the corner. And he'll get it here for Holcomb. Holcomb to Gomez with 2.36 to go. Back to Holcomb on that right side. They'll cycle through as they get it out for Mason Ties. And Gibbons going to turn it over. Dribbling out with it is going to be uh, Joshua Lowy. Lowy throws it up ahead for Daniel Rischel. Back to Lowy. He's going to fire the three and hit the three. So how many times have we said Joshua Lowy's name? He strokes in the three-pointer there. Holcomb gets it back. He'll throw the ball right side here for Gibbon. They'll kick it over for Nemock. Nemock for three, and he hits the three. Barely, barely moved the net there at all as he stroked that one in. Again, Gibbon scoring 53 points tonight, but they're still down by 26. And the drive here by Esperson. Esperson missed it, and it's going to be rebounded by Gomez. So Gomez with the board after the Amherst miss. And then driving the lane, missing the shot, but then the tip is going to be up and good by, Dor- by Middleswart. Middleswart with the good tip there after the drive by Dorzinski was off the mark. So ball now in the hands of Eloy. Eloy will fire a three and hit another three. He was dribbling and then just squared it up to the basket and strokes it in. Amherst 82-55. With the ball here is Ties. Ties will give it up in the lane. Elevation here by Middleschwartz. Shot's going to be no good. Rebound by Amherst and the foul by Gomez. That's just going to be his second. So minute nine to go here. 82-55. And Gibbons still going to pressure the basketball. As Lowy brings across the timeline, he stoked a couple of three-pointers here in the fourth quarter, and he'll lob the ball down low here for Tanner Thompson. A little bit too far, though, and that will be a turnover as it goes out of bounds. Exactly one minute to go here. Amherst going to move now to 11-5 and five on the season. Gibbon will fall to 3-12. and 12. Pass here left side for Gomez. He'll shoot a three. That's going to be no good. Offensive rebound won't fall. They're tipping it around still. 
And finally coming up with it is going to be Porter Pearson. Pearson pulls it down, gives it up ahead here for Daniel Rischel. Rischel will kick here right side for Poles. Christian Poles will help work the ball down low. Great pass inside here for Tanner Thompson. And Thompson is going to be fouled here by Miller And that will be his third foul. And to the line will be Tanner Thompson. He'll have two opportunities to get his first points of the game. He's at the line, and the first one hits the front of the rim, but that good shooter's touch rolled it over the front to make it now 83-55 and give Thompson his first point of the game. So he's in the book, and he'll fire the second free throw, and that one's going to be short. And uh, coming up with the rebound here is going to be Millschwart. Pass here left side. Three-pointer going to be up and good for Gibbon. Wow, nice stroke there by Chappick as Chappick will hit the three-pointer. So dribbling here is going to be Rischel. Rischel with a little penetration. Kicks out here for Pearson with 16 seconds left. And Amherst is willing to just dribble this one out if Nathan Holcomb and the rest of the Broncos will let him. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And you can hear the folks wearing red making a little bit more noise here as their hometown Broncos are going to win this. This one, 83-58. to 58. That's your final score. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the new West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery postgame show. Uh, we'll take a look at our numbers, and we'll talk with both head coaches when we return to Amherst right after this timeout. Hitting home runs is sure a thrill, but more often than not, it's a small ball that wins the game in agriculture. At the Aurora Cooperative, we know that by managing the small increments, we can make a huge difference. Couple that with a competitive team who wants you and your farms to win, now that's a true yielding combination. Whether it's grain marketing, animal nutrition, providing agronomic solutions, or turning your corn into your ethanol, Aurora Cooperative's mission is to put equity to work in ways that produce yielding results for your operation. To learn more about the Aurora Cooperative, check out our website at auroracooperative.com. Aurora Cooperative, putting your equity to work. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. And welcome back here. Time now for the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Well, tough uh, loss here on the road here by Gibbon as uh, they scored enough points. Uh, they uh, scored 58, but unfortunately they gave up 83 to the high-flying Amherst Broncos, so an 83-58 win here for Amherst. Amherst now is 11-5 on the season, and Gibbon falls to 3-12 on the year. Next up for them, they'll travel to Centura tomorrow. Centura at 7-5 on the season after their win just last week against uh, Adams Central. Centura's playing pretty good basketball, so it's not going to be any easier here for the Buffaloes. Let's check the numbers here for Gibbon, though. 
Nathan Holcomb had a solid night tonight. I had him with 20 points and uh, two rebounds in the game. Chase Middleschwartz with eight points and seven rebounds. Colin Nemock with six points, two rebounds. Kai Ornate with six points and also six rebounds. Uh, Chase Chappick finished with five points and a board. Isaiah Gomez off the bench, four points and four rebounds. Sam Kuchero with four points, a couple of rebounds. And Colin Drozinski, three points, two rebounds. And rounding out the scoring here is Ben Wiley. He finished with two points and a rebound. 27 rebounds here for Gibbon in the basketball game. They turned the ball over 16 times. I had only eight turnovers for Amherst in the game, playing that that very high-tempo basketball. Only eight turnovers, 16 here for Gibbon, which isn't terrible. And Gibbon, I had uh, being 25 of 61 from the floor. I have them for 41% shooting. They were 6 of 28 from three-point range, shooting 21.4% behind the arc but only two of seven from the free throw line, and they fall here to uh, Amherst by a score of 68, excuse me, 83 to 58. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll check the numbers here for the Broncos. When we return with more of the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery postgame show right after this. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family, providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of Railroad on 1st, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. As a business owner, a concern during the winter is an icy parking lot. What product should you apply? Where do you get it? How do you know what product works best for company needs? Hi, this is Monty from NSG Transport. NSG is a bulk transport company with ice control products for any size of business, including one-ton totes, pallets of bags, and bulk salt. Keep your employees and customers safe this winter with ice control from NSG Transport based in Gothenburg, Nebraska. Visit NSGCO.com. That's NSG Transport at NSGCO.com. With your engineer, Spencer Shield, I'm Randy Bushcutter here with coverage of Amherst and Gibbon. The Amherst boys rolling here, a final of 83-58. to 58. Let's check their numbers. They had three players in double digits tonight. Dakota Abbott led the way with 21 points and eight rebounds. Uh, Kalen Rohde finished with 12 points, two rebounds. Noah Fader with uh, 12 points, four rebounds. Dominic Esperson finished with eight points, a couple of boards. Trevor Lockhorn with seven points, three rebounds. Josh Eloy finished with six points, had a couple of three-pointers off the bench late in the game. Porter Pearson also with six points and a board. Riley Thompson with five points and uh, two, to- two rebounds. Colin Jackson had five points and a rebound. And Tanner Thompson with one point here in the ball game. So, Balanced scoring here for the Broncos. They had three players in double digits, and then another two, four, six, eight, nine other players scoring in the ball game. So again, Amherst uh, getting it done from a lot of different uh, avenues as they win this one by a final of uh, 83 to 58. I had them unofficially being uh, 
34 of 67 from the field. First of all, wrap your mind around the idea that they shot 67 shots here in the game. They shot a little bit over 50%. They were 11 of 25 from three-point range, so they shot 44% behind the arc and got to the free-throw line, though, only eight times. They were four of eight from the line, so they shot 50% there. They, they, they shot better from the field than they did from the free-throw line. And they finished with 26 rebounds. And in face of all that pressure, turned the ball over, according to my numbers, only six times here in the game. And they improved their record now to 11-5 and on the year with an 83-58 win here at home over Gibbon. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk with both head coaches. But we'll start with Bill Giffen from Amherst when we return to Amherst right after this. The Midwinter Cabin Fever Reliever is coming February 10th. It's the 11th Annual Heartland Hoops Classic. Brought to you by Protein Design and Dinsdale Automotive. Highlighted by the primetime contest between Oak Hill Academy and Sunrise Christian Academy, two nationally recognized programs. By day-long admissions at one low price from Ticketmaster. The Heartland Hoops Classic, February 10th. Order them online now at Ticketmaster. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back here to the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery post-game show. An 83-58 win here for Amherst. They improved to 11-5 and on the season. Kind enough to join us to talk about it is victorious head coach Bill Giffen. And, uh, Coach, I was just kind of saying before we got on the air that no moss grows under the feet of either one of these two offenses. You guys... Yeah, and this is the way it's been here for about four or five years, really, since you kind of came back. You like you like to get up and down the floor, and you certainly were able to do that tonight. Well, yeah, we were, and that's one thing we said before the game was push the ball, and uh, you know, kind of reverting to some of the things we've done done in the past. We've got a, a different lineup, more bigs, and uh, unfortunately, one of those bigs is out now. So, kind of kind of reshuffle the depth a little bit, but we need uh, we need to balance scoring. We need to get scoring from wherever transition game and all that. Stuff. And, and put her all together and put some points on the board. Well, and you got 21 from Dakota Abbott, you know. So, and, and again, I, I I like Fader's game too. He's not afraid. He, the first bucket of the ball game came from the yeah. big man being downtown and hitting a three. And he can hit that. I mean, he's a good three-point shooter. You know, sometimes he gets down on himself and and shouldn't. I mean, he's own, his own worst critic. But uh, you know, he's he's a good ball player and, and just got to have some confidence and, and he'll be he'll be fine. And again, you you I think there was. 11 guys that scored for you tonight, uh, you know. So, I mean, and they're all they're all made in the same factory, it appears. They all kind of want to penetrate a little bit, but none yeah. of them are afraid if they catch it in rhythm of shooting a three-pointer. Yeah, and, and you can see, too, that we, we, we've got some people out on the bench that can do that. You know, Josh Elo came in. He doesn't get very much varsity time at all. He comes in and hits two threes. 
you know, and, and uh, there's there's only 32 minutes times five positions, and, and you look at it and you think, man, you know, that guy could make a really good case for being out there. And he's came along, and then I could say that about a number of guys that have really come along. So so I think we're hitting our stride, and uh, we can we can kind of be multifaceted a little bit and, and have that outside game to go with a, a tough inside game. Really kind of the strength for uh... – Gibbon, I think, is kind of their, just their general overall team speed. They pressure the ball pretty well. And, again, the game was going so fast, maybe I missed one or two here. But I had you guys turn the ball over only six times tonight in the face of uh, a pretty good pressure all night. You have to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, you have. You know, our first, our Jamboree game, we turned the ball over almost 30, 30 times. And and that's where we kind of started with a little bit there. And, and uh so, so we've made improvements there, and, and you can't you can't be successful turning the ball over a lot. So that 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 part's pretty encouraging. And you got a little stretch here. You don't play again until Tuesday, and again, you're not going to be practicing Saturday and Sunday. But what are what are some things you really still want to fine tune with this basketball team? Well, you saw our man to man was not that good. You know, we we were getting lost. We were losing our guy, losing the ball, and and it's things just you work on, uh, that sort of thing, and and uh, just just basically. Basically, uh, having good communication defensively, rather no matter what defense we're in and, and such, we can we can play better defensively, and uh, just just those kind of things to work on. Make sure that we're improving every day. That's the big thing: is not to look at the schedule and whatever you know you think of the schedule, uh, not to look at that and think we can cruise. We've got to keep on improving because we are in, you know, a dogfight for conference or a you know dogfight down the road as far as as postseason. So we just got to keep on getting better. And, I, and, and what may be getting you better is kind of that health issues. Talk a little bit about the health issues and kind of where you are with some of those guys that are banged up right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody – I maybe list about three people that have had some kind of a injury to take them, take them out of some playing time, some game time. So uh, right now the big one, we, we, you know, we got Riley Thompson back from, from, his, uh, from his knee ailment. It's like his fourth or fifth deal, and, and he's held us and then right of course uh, currently Holden is out and hopefully you know he can return by conferences and see what the medical people say there so uh, you know you see Pearson out there with the with the wrapping on his hand and and uh, just a whole bunch of wrapping going on on ankles because we've had we've had at least six to eight of those and at certain times so you know it's nice to get healthy and and uh you know, we played a heck of a schedule. Yeah, you have. Early. And then that's, uh, you know, look at the teams that we lost to and put their their records together, and it's, you know, it's pretty darn good. So so those are no not excuses. We need, we need to play better. But, 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 you know, it is what it is at this point in time. I think we're just, we're finally, you know, getting to a point where we're, where we're, where we're putting it together. All right. Well, keep building on it. We'll see the comfort zone. Thanks for your coverage. All right. Appreciate, appreciate Bill. It. Bill Giffen, head basketball coach here in uh, – Amherst as the Broncos win this one final of 83 to 58. We'll step away real quick. We'll talk with David Benj, head basketball coach for Gibbon, when we return after this. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Extra, extra, read all about it. 
What's the big news? The big news is Buzz of Marine's 40th annual used boat show taking place January 6th through the 13th. During this show, you can get the best prices of the year on the best used boats available. Buzz's will have lots of premium used boats on hand that have been completely checked out and detailed, and they come with a rock-solid warranty. So find out more and read all about it at buzzesmarine.com. Family fun launches from here during Buzz of Marine's 40th annual used boat show January 6th through the 13th, 5th and Central Carney. And welcome back here to Amherst. Broncos win 83-58 over Gibbon. Kind enough to join us is uh, Gibbon head coach David Bench. And, and uh, coach, not a good start to the game. I think you guys got off on the wrong foot. You gave up the early 13-0 uh, run to, to start the game for Amherst. And I, I think it just kind of really took you out of what you guys really were hoping to be able to do. Uh, yeah, you know, coming into the night, we were a little concerned with uh, their height and actually didn't even turn out to be the issue they just shot the ball really really well and uh, it's kind of been a trend for us lately um we've been kind of talking about you know we can keep thinking everybody just happens to have an off or a hot night against us or we can start you know looking in the mirror and thinking what are we doing defensively um but you know tonight was another night just like we've had several the past few weeks so what, what do you what do you think has been the problem for you defensively in terms of giving up those hot shooting nights? Oh, well you know you can't take all the credit away from them the other teams are putting the ball in the hole and you know that's that's credit to them but you know when you're five eight you can't be late on a closeout because even if your hand is you know somewhat up if you're five eight you might as well not be there because they don't see you at all um we've been trying to talk about you know with really good shooters they're not focusing on you anyways they're looking at the rim and unless you can physically break that line of sight with the rim you're not going to disrupt them as much as you, as you need to and that you know that's been the last few nights you know against donovan and broken bow and, and then against here tonight is we were late on closeouts and you know when guys are are horse shooters as we like to say where they shoot on shooting machines a lot if you let them have good rhythm these kids can knock it down consistently um and that's you know we've been and trying to work on it year or day in day out, and um, you know I think we've kind of just relapsed a little bit and had a, a few setbacks. So yeah, we'll get and, back to work. And you had you had a few stretches there where you know, you played even a lot and actually yep. you know outscored them at, at several stretches. Yep. But you also had you you would have fairly long stretches where it just really wasn't very good. Yeah, it's that's the story this entire year. We just have our stretches where we you know we're committed to doing the things with the way we've been told and the way we've been coached and. We play well, and then we do our stretches where we want to do some other things and um, kind of deviate away, and, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't click as well. So, you know, we'll keep grinding on it and keep working. But, you you know, again, there's a lot of things. I like I like Kai Ornate. I thought he had a solid game down low, uh, yep. you know, battling, you know, guys that were bigger than him, and they had him outnumbered because Absolutely. he's really about the yep. only size you had down there. Yeah, for sure. You know, our, our big guys, honestly, tonight, they – we were worried about their size, and their size wasn't the issue. Um, we got beat back in transition way more than we sh- should have. Um, you know, in the beginning of the game, we just got, kind of got caught standing. And um, you can't come out slow against teams like this. You come out and dig yourself a hole, and you're playing with fire all night. So, uh, like you said, we, we played right with them for majority of the game. But tonight, you know, you're going to see 83-58, and it just it looks really lopsided. And, that that wasn't the case again tonight, and then we've had several like that where we play well for, you know, two thirds of a game and play terrible for a third, and you get the L either way. Yeah, and, and a few of the stretches where things weren't going well, you got pulled out of it a little bit. Uh, Nathan Holcomb would find a way to to yeah. make something happen. He finished with 20 tonight. Yeah, and Nate's improving every day. Um, we've been 
we've been kind of thinking, you know, with Nate, it's a, it's a hit and miss with him because he's learning on the fly. You know, the mistakes he makes in varsity, he's making them at 110 mile an hour. And normally he'd be making those in a JV game, but we don't have that luxury. He's, he's what we got. We got to roll with him. And, uh, He's really good at stretches, and he's got bad decisions, you know, like any young kid does at stretches. And uh, we're really encouraged with him, though. He's he's grown so much this year in all aspects of the game, a lot of different ways that don't show up in stat sheets as well. Well, two players that we've talked about so far, both sophomores. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the future looks all right. Absolutely. I, you know, I talking with my coaches, I think the thing that we're struggling with the most at Gibbon is that – Without a doubt, the coaching staff believes in the kids way more than the kids believe in the kids. Um, I think they don't think they're any good, and I think that's just a shame. Uh, I told them that at halftime today. I said, you know, the thing that eats me up the most is that the people sitting in the stands don't think you're any good, and that's just not the case. We've got talent. We've got the kids. Um, they've got to start believing in themselves a little bit more and so that they buy in and they come out, you know, from the get-go and start selling out. Um, for each other. Uh, we've had games this year where we've played absolutely 100%, and the future's bright with that kind of effort. Um, but we got to have more consistency out of that. Well, there's still plenty of, plenty of time left to kind of keep for going sure. in there and, and have these guys start to believe in themselves. Yeah, that's we can. If we turn the corner and uh, start playing our best basketball at the right time of the year, who knows? I mean, who knows? It really is. We're blessed to be sitting in a, a sub-district that's kind of wide open. Um, obviously, Menden's going to be tough. Whatever's tough. Carney Catholic is still Carney Catholic. And Adam Central's on the other side. But so many of the games this year have been so much more about our mistakes and not what the other teams are doing. And I think we can start fixing some of those. We can trend in the right direction at the right time. All right. Go again, Coach. Appreciate the time. Thank you. David Bench, head basketball coach here at Gibbon. The Buffaloes fall in Amherst. Uh, they scored plenty of points, but, uh, again, Amherst with an 83-58 to win over the Buffaloes. Coming up next uh, for Gibbon, they'll be uh, on the road again tomorrow where they'll be uh, uh, taking on Centura. So they'll be up in uh, Cairo tomorrow night. And, again, next action for the Amherst boys uh, after their game tonight. They'll be at Elwood on Tuesday, so they've got a little time off as well. So our finals in this one was 83-58, uh, to 58, uh, a nice win here for the uh, Amherst boys. In the girls' game earlier tonight, Gibbon wins it here in Amherst 47-37. to 37. I'm Randy Bushcutter for our engineer, Spencer Shield, back in the studios. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll be back with more high school basketball for you tomorrow here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. Over on, uh, over on ESPN Radio tomorrow, we'll have coverage of Kearney High traveling to Pius X uh, tomorrow, after, tomorrow at 545 over on ESPN Radio here on Classic Hits. It will be Ravenna at Arcadia Loop City. So once again, a doubleheader split. Amherst boys and the Gibbon girls picking up wins here tonight in Amherst. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Thanks for joining us. Good night, everybody.